Does your business need easy, competitive financing for heavy machinery, trucks, or other equipment? Currency is here to help. Currency specializes in finding the best financing options for equipment, trucks, and other big-ticket items. Just fill out an application, and Currency Finance does the rest. Currency is equipment financing made simple. Visit cocurrency.com for details. Offers may vary and arranged by Express Tech Financing, LLC, DBA currency pursuant to CFL license 60, DBO-54873. Welcome to NBNR, the authority on unfiltered opinions and authentic player insight for Nebraska athletics. Connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, and at nbnrpodcast.com. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Utter. He's a junkyard dog. Hey, Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> get mad. Would you go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> gone it, Muhammad. G-B-R. Kyle. Did it. Got it. Getting better and better. <laughs> Until he can't be beat. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> okay. Go, Big Red. Indeed. No block, no rock. Season three, episode 23, coming at you from the barrel room at Nebraska Brewing Company in La Vista, Nebraska. 108th and Harrison. They are open right now, just saying. We usually come here when they're not open. They are open. And right now, they have like a... What is that? Frisbee golf? Yeah. Little like some little like league going Disc on in the, in the brewery. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. It's in the like background, a- it's just clink. Clink, <laughs> yeah. clink. That's why they hide us in the barrel room, so we don't have to hear the the clinking. <laughs> that just means they're very good players. Yeah, right. That means they're hitting their target. Right. Hopefully, we can hit our fucking target tonight. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about what we are drinking, fellas. I went with something light. Look, it's Wednesday. Okay. Like it's not Monday. You know, usually Monday it's like, yeah, let's pound some. Let's get free, rough and rowdy. Woo. It's Wednesday. Yeah. Come on. You guys, we're we're adults here. Especially you. You're like, Shut like up. a real adult. You're you're old. I'm old as shit. <laughs> God, man. Just just had my birthday. What'd you do for your birthday? Well, I'll I'll just say this. Went out to brunch with the family. That sounds Okay. Low key. Low key. I I'm not going out to freaking Bushwhackers, riding the bull, stocks and bonds. (laughs) I'm out of place there. (laughs) I am the creepy old man (laughs) at stocks and bonds. You know what? Actually, I'm sure there's creepier dudes than me there, but there is. Oh, big time. But there is. But no no free plugs. So true. (laughs) Just I don't want to be put in that category anymore. Like, I don't even want to be in the same breath as some of those people that go to those places. But anyway, keeping it light, keeping it simple. Got a little Taco Vesa action. Oh, yeah. Big time. And I don't even think you're drinking Taco Vesa. No. I actually haven't drank Taco Vesa for a minute. What you drinking on? Uh, so, I don't want to say it's a New Year's resolution, but like, mm. you know, I started going back to the gym a little bit. Ooh. Yeah, feel a little sore. Oh, so it's, the, it's the first week back, so, you know, it's been, uh, it's been hell. But anyway... <laughs> Um, I'm drinking the lemon Rattler because, yeah, it's just, you got to drink something light. I got to be up in the morning to go to the gym. It's Wednesday. So, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mike. Mike, what are you drinking? I am drinking a beer that is brewed specifically for the Omaha Storm Chasers, mm-hmm. the Ale Storm. Stir it up. Stir it storm. Stir up the storm. It, sure. It's a good beer. If you guys have ever had it, uh, they can it. It's it's all over town. Mm-hmm. And I know on 
like Thirsty Thursdays at Warner Park. They do like dollar beers and you can drink this stuff for like a dollar. I mean, it is good, high quality beer. I mean, it is it's awesome. Uh, one of my go-tos I haven't had in a while. Been on my, my heft kick for a while, so I decided to stir it up a little bit and get something different. There you go. Yeah. It's solid. Yeah, I like that beer too. Yeah. Connor, what are you drinking? Oh, yes. For those of you who are watching us live on StreamYard right now, Connor is not with us tonight. He is on, he's got a hot date, so he might sprinkle in later. Who knows? But we appreciate him and uh, the, the drinks that Nebraska Brewing Company provides us. So, yeah. Yeah, and we we have this all set up for him as if like it's like a trip. It's like a memorial. Like he's like we're gonna get dark for a second. It's like he died, and it's like oh, we're paying tribute. We're leaving the yeah. mic open for him. Yeah. Not the case at all. Not the case at all. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, so we are going to bring on former Temple player, and he also coached on the Temple staff. We'll let we'll let him get into all that. We don't want to say too much just yet. Um, Dominique Harris, so he played at Temple, was on the staff, might have worked with Rule, so hopefully he will give us some enlightening insight into the kind of man Coach Rule is, the kind of coach Coach Rule is. Um, We'll ask him, you know, is it going to work? Like, is the development philosophy that was so effective at Temple and that was so effective at Baylor. Can it work in this modern era of college football with the portal and all that other shit? Yeah. <laughs> Just all that other all stuff. NIL and, and buying burgers at places. <laughs> Morning burgers, right. <laughs> at Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> yeah. And hey, apparently now, you know, we're kind of switching a little bit. Whatever. Well, he's going to join us soon. So as at, soon as he joins. At 6.30, probably four to five minutes, he'll, he'll be on. So we'll. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll let him in when he gets in here. But chat it up a little bit before he gets nope. here. Until yeah. then, so like speaking of Harbaugh getting in trouble for the morning burgers, and you had Scott Fuck get in trouble for having analysts coach too much. Apparently, analysts can coach now. Like, oh, that's that's a thing. It, well, okay, coach analysts can coach anywhere outside of like Alabama now. It's <laughs> right. always been allowed at Alabama. Sure. Just not so analysts else. are actually allowed to coach now. That's my understanding. There's a new rule. Right. So it's kind of funny. Kind of funny, I guess, when you look back. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> do you remember when, you know, that happened? <laughs> uh, that happened and like, we, okay. It's funny because, you know, Mike and I, and Kyle not so much, but Mike and I, we we were not anti Scott Fuck. It's just we were ahead of the curve, and we saw that okay, something's not working here. Even us skeptics, when Scott Fuck got in trouble for the analyst thing, it was like okay, really, just, like really, if, if if you hate Scott Fuck and you did, it's like oh my god, he's an idiot. Why Cheater. is he why is he breaking the rules? What a dumbass. <laughs> he's a dumbass for other things, but not for that. Even we were like, okay, that's a really stupid rule. Yeah. And now apparently it's not a thing anymore because what what is a rule anymore? Right. Not Matt rule. <laughs> no, like what's an NCAA rule anymore? Well, apparently, I mean, Jim Harbaugh and Michigan being investigated for- Morning burgers. Morning burgers with, <laughs> with a recruit. Burgergate. Burgergate yeah. and Harbaugh, you know, said that he hopes and expects to be back at Michigan- 
But his wording was just so weird. Do you remember exactly yeah. what it was? Do you have like, it? Do you have I, it? I don't, but it, remember it was like ex- enthusiastically. I, I expect to enthusiastically coach for Michigan next year. Yeah. yeah. It's it just seems very <laughs> yeah, wishy-washy. Yeah. You would enthusiastically coach at Michigan next year if you were there. Yeah. yeah. If you were yeah. employed by the university, you probably would have some enthusiasm while you're coaching, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, may, maybe we can just talk about that a little bit more, right? So, enthusiastically, um, well, Jim Jim Harbaugh has always been like a different cat, right? Mm-hmm. Like early on in his Michigan tenure, a lot a lot of people, a lot of Michigan fans did not want him, and they didn't like he would he was like the Bo Pelini, right? He would lose four games every year. He would still win the nine, you know, and win against teams that they probably should. But now he's eyeing the NFL. He wants to go to the NFL. Like, how are you interviewing with NFL teams literally the next, like, as soon as you get eliminated? Right. Oh, I'm taking phone calls. Yeah. Oh, I got an interview with the Denver Broncos. But I am. I expect to enthusiastically, enthusiastically coach the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah. Just seems very wishy-washy to me. I don't know. He wants the NFL. He wants it. He needs to go back, though. He's he's got unfinished business. The guy has been successful everywhere he's ever coached. It's true. Seriously, I mean, Can't doubt it. He got boned by the Niners. Just a terrible, dysfunctional organization, and they're good. I mean, they're a good team. They've been consistently okay even yeah. since then. But right. but they're a dysfunctional organization, and they fired a guy that led them to a Super Bowl the year prior. I mean it. And he did it with Colin Kaepernick at quarterback. Yeah. So the guy's been successful everywhere he's been. And if there is the right opportunity in the NFL, see ya. And and right. I'll be very happy. Like well, <laughs> if yeah. Michigan loses the guy that brought them back to relevancy. Yeah. I think I think like Jim, if you're looking at Jim, he's getting in trouble right now for buying a kid a burger. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Why am I just putting up with this shit? He's been in he's been in the NCAA right. for for eight years now, right? And so like I'm thinking to myself, okay, if this is the shit I'm gonna have to put up with when Texas A&M just spent twenty million dollars on their whole recruiting class, uh, I can't buy my guy a burger. Like, you know, that's a really good point. I didn't even like think about that. Just like the difference between like like the horse shit that you got to put up with. Oh, the NCAA has got to flex their fake muscles, and oh, they're oh they're the disciplinarian now. Yeah, we got to th- put our foot down on morning burgers. It's like fuck this. Right. I just want to go to the NFL where like my GM depending on where he goes, he's going to do my draft picks for me. I might have some input. Like there's no, there's no, uh, barriers or red tape. I have to go through. Yeah. You know, and the I NFL is, go? yeah, go Carolina. Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> who would that be the best? Who is I would be, I would be interested to see how Jim does at Carolina. Because everybody's talking shit about, oh, yeah, Matt Rule was terrible at Carolina and blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm just interested. Yeah. We keep talking about, well, it might be because Carolina's just shit. So it, yeah. I'd be interested in looking at a Poverty. successful Poverty Panthers. <laughs> a successful head coach in college and other NFL programs. God, I hate the Panthers. Like, um, okay. The next thing I just want to talk about is like, before Dominique gets here. So Marcus Satterfield, Marcus Satterfield had a little presser last week Discussing like his philosophy on offense, he threw out some words out there that we got to go into that when when we're done with Dominique because that that's gonna be fun. <laughs> After? Okay, yeah, no, we have fair. to go into that. I mean, you are like beat the drum, run the damn ball guy. Sure, 
Right? I, I am the I'm the cliche, keep it simple, like dare I say keep it Iowa like. Yeah. I know that's a sin. That's a I can't say that. Okay. So it looks like we're gonna be joined by Mr. Dominique Harris. Hey man, hey, how you doing? can you hear us? What's going on? Yeah. Good. Good, good. Hey, thanks for thanks for joining us. Oh, we can hear you. We can hear you crystal clear. Okay. You hear all my dogs in the back. I, I oh, do yeah. hear your dogs. <laughs> Gosh. Sounds like more than one. Crazy. Yeah, we have uh actually have four. <laughs> wow. My wife. And my wife all, is a and my wife is a fanatic, man. She loves animals. Oh, what kind of dogs are you talking? We're talking uh <laughs> Chihuahuas. We have uh, two Chihuahuas and two I'm, Chihuahua pug mix. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. And all four all are good, barking at the same time. Um, all of them. Once once one starts, the other the others go. <laughs> they're packed. Get all get all riled sure. up. Um, yeah, they're packed for sure. Um. So before we get you know too deep into this, we just want to double check something. We don't want to pronounce your name wrong. Is it okay. Dominique or Dominic? It's Dominique. Okay. Dominique. That's Perfect. what I thought. Cool. All right. Just make sure. Yeah. We don't want to be those here. guys. <laughs> no, nah, I appreciate that. So we just want to know, you know, we wanted to bring you on. We were curious, like you have a, a unique kind of relationship, like with us being Nebraska fans, being a Nebraska podcast, uh-huh. and with Matt Rule being an, e- an East Coast guy, we yeah. want to know, we wanted to bring on someone that had worked with him, who knows him, who has an idea of how he operates. So if you could just go into your relationship with Coach Matt Rule, how you met, just at Temple, all that, just get into that for us if you could. Okay. Um, so my, uh, so I went to Temple University, um, played football there. Um, my first year, um, we were under head coach Bobby Wallace. Um, but after that first season, I actually registered that first season. So, um, Al Golden came in, Al Golden came into Temple and, uh, coach rule was one of the, the hires that, uh, Golden brought in. Um, I believe he started off coaching the D line and then, um, I think O line and then eventually he was the offense coordinator. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, so he was the offense coordinator when, uh, he, he was a coach when I was at Temple University. <laughs> okay. So what, like we have kind of an idea in our heads, right? It, we kind of know his philosophy, like the general thing that he wants to achieve, right? It's that huge D word. He keeps saying over and over again, development, right? Um, yeah. Okay. And so we just want to know, like it was effective at Temple. And yes, it was. Very effective. I mean, um, double-digit wins multiple times. Um, mm-hmm. then, he, then he goes to Baylor, finds success there. Yep. Gets into double-digit wins, and it's like, okay, he's got a track record of making this work. Is it going to, in your opinion, could it carry over to Nebraska and the Big Ten nowadays? Listen, I completely believe in his process. Um I was under Golden, who, you know, who uh, brought Temple back from the grave because we were on our way out. <laughs> uh, we weren't going ha- we to have a program unless wow. he turned it around. And um, uh, 
Coach Rule, he comes from under that, and then he went to the, the Giants. He has so so many different um, places that he's been, and he's had success. So, um, and then being there at Temple and watching him uh, bring that team back to life, he his process he he has the uh, he has the process down to down to a T. He's a co- uh, a player's coach. He is a um, very personable guy, and you know him and his staff. They're gonna work tirelessly, and they're gonna make sure that they win. They're gonna make sure they win, and they're gonna make sure they do it at a high level. And and he's gonna and those guys that need to be brought along, he's gonna bring along. He's gonna find the leaders, and he's going to empower them to uh, lead the team in a way to um, where they will have success. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think like one of the biggest questions that we just, we constantly talk about it is everybody talks about like this blueprint, like he, he did it at Temple Mm -hmm. and then he took that same blueprint to Baylor and like the biggest question, like Jared said, is like, can you do it in this new age of um, the transfer portal and like the NIL and all the crazy stuff that's going on in college football right now. Um, so if you could just kind of talk about just a little bit, like what does the blueprint look like? Like, like he's walking into a brand new program that doesn't have a whole mm-hmm. lot of wins. It kind of broken down. Right. And the brew, the blueprint to get you where you want to be, like, what does that look like? D- dare we say temple esque a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's just be, let's just be, I mean, we probably should have a program either if we keep losing, right? (laughs) Listen, that's all right. I I, I completely understand. Yes. Yes. Okay. So he walks in, right? He goes in and the blueprint looks like this. He obviously addresses the team. He lays out his expectations, what he wants to accomplish and and then um goes in by starting from zero right you have to find out who the um who your work workhorses are who your players that uh you know need a little pushing along right you you got to find your leaders um and you have to find, and he's going to find a way to put them in position and challenge them to where um, they uh, develop into into their roles and how they thrive into into their roles, right? And in, in those roles, um, so I, I, it's it's kind of hard to like give you exactly what it is right yeah. but that that's that 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 is the basis of it right and then he has a staff around him those guys that have been around been with him for years um they know they know the level of coaching that coach expects out of them um and they're going to give it because they have pride themselves in um their work so um yeah, that that's 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 what I would say. He's, he start off identifying who who his uh, who his players are. You mentioned the coaches around him, and and you played for some of those guys that are are coming up here with Coach Rule. Can you talk about your relationship with any of those guys, like Ed Foley or um, any of the other guys that were at Temple? 
Um, so I played, uh, I played under Ed Foley, uh, and, and I'll actually work with Ed Foley. He's a amazing, amazing coach, high energy guy, um, team guy. He's all about, all about, uh, all about the players as well, you know, and he's gonna, he's gonna co- coach you hard and love you up at the same time. Just the same as coach rule. They're gonna coach you hard and love you up. Um, Evan Cooper, my best friend, um, he's, um, we played at Temple together. We were there for all, uh, for when he graduated, two, uh, 2008. He left in 2008. We came in together. But he, he, I registered he didn't. Um, man, uh, and we also worked at Temple together with Under Rule. Um, and <laughs> what can I say? He, he, again, another high-energy guy. Uh, uh, knows what he's talking about. He's sharp. Knows the playbook, knows the knows the plays. He's going. He's what 35, 35 years old. Mm-hmm. So he can relate to the players in a different way that you know some some older coaches won't won't be able to. But and um and he's going to give you everything he has as well. Um, Terrence Knighton, I played with him, uh, and uh, that was you know he was my best friend as well. Um, in the program, we made we. Well, I mean, you know, coming up, we dominated. He's he's super sharp. Obviously, NFL player for um, I think t- ten plus years or whatever, and um, he knows exactly what he's talking about. He's gonna give he's gonna give you everything he has as well. Um, I, shoot, go down the list. Uh, <laughs> I know <laughs> all these guys. I I I, I truly, I, honestly, truly, honestly. They are all going to give all they have to this program. They're going to give their blood, sweat, tears, and that's just how uh, you know coming up from a place like Temple is uh, 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 builds you to be. All right, your character, your um, your work ethic, and all that stuff. Anytime you you've seen our, our players, and I know Nebraska is also. Um, uh, uh, grind and go get it place. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So try to be, and it's just been, and it's just been, you know, it's been tough. And everybody has their lows. Everybody has their ups and downs, and and that's just the natural flow of things. But you're gonna get, um, you're gonna get the best out of these guys. And I know, I know, I know the blueprint. It works. It's proven, obviously. And um, I think y'all are gonna have a heck of a team. Why, when it's all said and done. So here at No Block, No Rock, we mm-hmm. we see Matt Rule's experience in the NFL with Carolina. Yeah. And and perhaps it's us being hopeful, right? That hope springs eternal. So it's easy, yeah, yeah. it's easy for us to sit here and be like F the NFL. NFL and college football. <laughs> it doesn't matter, right? It's not it, it's not the same thing, it's right? Not. Yeah. Um, so right. So are we are we correct in hoping that I, I think we are right that the NFL and college football are not the same thing at all. Um, but what right. is it? What is it about coaching in the NFL and coaching in college football? What makes that so much different to where a a successful college coach like Matt Rule goes to the NFL? We'll just say he struggles. We'll just put it that way. Mm-hmm. Like what okay. is what is it about the NFL? Because you were on. A few NFL rosters. You you've been there a little bit. 
What is right. it about the NFL that is different from college in terms of coaching? Um, I would say, uh, <laughs> I would, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, I would have said the pay, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> NIL has changed a lot, uh, changed the landscape of things, but, mm-hmm. um, and, but I still, I still say the hunger and the, um, uh, it's the, it's the, it's the dream, right? for these kids in college to get that NFL experience, right? The NFL is the ultimate ticket, right? It's the ultimate goal for those, those little kids that, that start off in Pop Warner and, um, and you know, just, just find and, and grow to have a, a passion for football, right? So in college, those, these guys, they're still holding on to that dream of having that, um, that experience in the NFL, I would say, right? Um, when some people, when they, you know, difference would be when the players get to the NFL, it becomes a lot about money, right? It becomes a lot about the money. It's a business. Yeah. And it's a, and it's a, and it's a straight business and they know that, you know, they know that now. So, um, the, um, I would say the, and 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 over years and experience and seeing how how the NFL has you know treated some some players and some individuals, I'm sorry about that. Um, <laughs> yes, right. And he's making plays um, on ESPN has, right has now. <laughs> in, <laughs> has have treated some individuals. It makes it more business like and not so personal, right? So, um, as far as success goes you're only gonna at the end of the day it's the same you're only gonna as a coach you're only gonna go as far as you can get your players to go and to to develop I think in college it will it's a little easier to um to get through to players and to get them to play uh for you like I said because they're still holding on to that dream of making it to the league you know and if they see the blueprint works, right, like with, with Coach Rule, the blueprint has worked. He has sent multiple <laughs> uh, players to the NFL, you know what I mean? And yeah. um, and you have them buy into what you are uh, bringing to the table, then they're going to go out there and they're going to run through a wall for you, you know. They're going to go play their uh, ball to the wall. They're going to play their hearts out, you know. So that would be my my thing would be I would think uh is that that uh that hunger and that passion to have that glorious tag of being an NFL player um be the difference and then when when you get there it becomes a, more about the money and um and not so much about the passion of getting there um it should it should be about the passion of staying there but mm-hmm. once you get there then it's just it's uh it's um it's intense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's intense. The the expectations are high. You uh you try to keep up with the Joneses with everybody else, but everybody's not on the same level there. You know, obviously the guys that get paid, the guys that get the 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 high um uh, uh got the big contracts and everything, they gotta play, they gotta they gotta produce, they gotta do everything. 
Um, and if you're low on the totem pole, you know, yeah. then you, you, you you're not you're not as important. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're chopped liver. The grand scheme of things. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I mean, and we heard Matt Rule say this in his introductory presser. You know, he he gravitates towards young people. So what I'm hearing from you is there is a lot to getting to know a 15, 16, 17, 18 year old kid. I mean, they are kids at, at that point. At and, a camp, essentially. Yeah. yeah. yeah and like, absolutely. There's something to building relationships with them. And they, they are still uh, somewhat naive a little bit. You know, they're not, they're not like greedy necessarily. They, mm-hmm. they want to achieve things. And so you get in there and make a positive impact on these impressionable young men. That's what it right. sounds like Matt rule, like his, that's in his wheelhouse is what you're kind of saying. Absolutely. I, I completely agree. Yeah. 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 I think like, and something I think about all the time too, is like if, if coach rules blueprint is all about like development, 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 the NFL is like totally 180 from that because like, I right. would assume a, 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 a young man shows up in the NFL and it's like, okay, we already know your skill set. That's why we drafted you. So just come in and do your job. And so mm-hmm. it's not so much about like, let me develop you in the NFL. It's more like, Hey, you're here. So let's get to work. Like it's not, it's, it's totally different than what you'd expect. And somebody in the NFL coach rule is not their ticket to the NFL. They're already there. They're already good to go. And they're just going right. to work towards staying there. Sure. Right. 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 I completely agree. Um, y- yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay. You're you're right. You you hit you hit it on you hit it on the head. <laughs> yeah, you hit the nail on the head, bro. So Dominic, you said you got a good relationship with some of these guys on the staff. Uh, do we do we expect to see you maybe at a Husker game this year and rooting on your um, rooting on your guys, right? Sideline pass. Sideline pass. <laughs> they, uh, I, I, I listen. I doubt they let me on the sideline. But, uh, <laughs> Come on. I'm, I'm, I might be in the crowd, man. I'm you know I'm I was a, I was a little temple guy. You know what I mean. <laughs> You ever been to Lincoln, Nebraska? But actually, I have. My brother, my brother, he went, where did he go? Uh, he went to a community college out there. Okay. And I actually went out went out to Nebraska and spent the summer out there in okay. Nebraska. Uh, he, he was actually in Omaha. Yeah, that's where we're at right now. He, that's that's where this uh, this brewery that we're recording in is at. And they, they're hiding us oh, in the okay. barrel room right now. So that's why these barrels, this is all barrel-aged beer. So wait, so you? Oh, nice. Okay. You spent okay. you spent the summer in Nebraska. I, I spent the summer in Nebraska. What the hell is you know, his way around? <laughs> I was with my brother, so it was it was cool. It was awesome. We actually went to like a like this three on three basketball tournament, and I think it was in Lincoln, but I don't. I just don't know. I'm just not sure where exactly it was, but it 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 was a it was a good experience. It was, and then when I came back. I grew like, I grew like an inch taller, bro. Corn, corn <laughs> fed. Like I, I, I was up, like I was like a few inches taller when I got back, and my friends were looking at me like, "Where the heck did you come from?" Yeah. <laughs> it's something, something in the water, right? Yeah. <laughs> something, something in the water, something in the food, yeah. the air. It was, it was the cornfields, man. Yeah, feed them, feed them the corn for a summer. Yeah, you grow. If, if you yeah. do make it out here. Uh, we promise you, you got a nice tailgate to come to. Uh, we'll, we'll have a beer waiting for you here okay. at the at the brewery. So uh, if you do decide to make it out to a game next year, uh, we'll make sure we take care of you for coming out here and, and coming on the show today. Heck yeah. 
Yeah. All right, that's cool. That's cool. I really appreciate y'all having me on here, man. Yeah. That's cool. Before we wrap this up, you, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do now. Um, obviously, you had a, a successful college and, and you, you dabbled in the NFL a little bit. Talk about what you're doing mm-hmm. now um, uh, as far as uh, your career now, I guess. Okay. <laughs> so my career now, um, I, I'm actually, uh, I work for the Mercer County uh prosecutor's office out here in uh, New Jersey. Um, so I'm, I'm in law enforcement. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I uh, build cases and, <laughs> and uh, I'm a detective. That's awesome. So, yeah. Wow. All right. Well, we usually ask, we use, and, and I can, I'm sorry, I'm like bringing us back to just one more question. <laughs> it's all good. I'm, I, yeah, I got, I got time. Okay. So <laughs> we always ask our guests, we usually have like former players on, you know, whatever. We always ask for some sort of like fun story about a teammate or whatever. But since, you know, you're, uh, you're on the show today, we figured we might ask you like, you got any good like coach rule stories? Anything that comes to or, mind, or even like a like a, a Corey Corey story, or a, yeah, like you got you got any funny stories about some of the guys that are leading the program now? Pot roast story. Pot what do you got? Go. What do you got? Oh man! So, uh, don't you have to throw him under the bus or anything. Don't get him fired. No, no, something fun though. No, 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 no. I, I, no, I never, I'll never do that. Those are my guys, man. Um, I'm trying to think. Ah, funny story. Oh man. Well, you know, maybe not. You put, y'all put y'all put me on the spot. So, so. <laughs> this I'll is put, usually the reaction we get. Oh yeah, we always it's put tough. you on the spot. We don't prep you for Dude, that. When people ask me to tell a story or like like reminisce about something, I'm like, God, I don't. What I had for dinner yesterday, Dan? <laughs> right, 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 right. Um. Oh man, I don't know if they told y'all, but uh. uh Pat Rose and uh, Coop, they, they were they were college roommates. They I were actually college roommates. I don't think I, I heard that. that. Yeah, there you yeah, go. they they were actually college roommates. Um, like I said, we were all best friends, uh, real good friends, and uh, we spent a, we spent a, a lot of time together. We had a lot of like funny, crazy, um, crazy moments together. You know, college is. College is fun. College yeah. is fun. Is, is Temple a pretty good <laughs> time? Is, fun. is, is Temple, huh? a, a te- Temple a pretty good uh, party school? Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I know you're in Philly. You're, you're in that, that uh, pro city. You got a lot of Eagle fans out there and some yeah. Sixer listen, fans. Listen, listen. listen. Temple, Temple, Temple alone, it was his own world. Okay. Temple was his own world, man. And, and, yeah, it, it was a it was a pla- it was a blast. It was a party. It was a blast. We had we had great times, man. Great times. I I, I miss those guys, and I'm so proud of all of them, Coach. You know, because uh, I've seen I saw where they came from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Maybe if it's good. Maybe if this whole thing works out, and you know, some some coaches, some of your former Temple brethren. You know, maybe they get promoted to other jobs or whatever. Maybe you'll get a phone call. Maybe you'll get a phone call. So you'll be on the lookout. Yeah. Another staff member, right? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. All right, maybe. Yeah, that, that's, that's possible. I don't close the doors to any opportunities. Opportunities are beautiful. So I'll, I'll be down. Okay. And, uh, awesome. if I, and if I come out, I definitely will um, DM you guys, let you know. Yeah, let me know um, for so sure. I can, so I can pull up to the tailgate. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll take care of you, man. We got a good tailgate 
Um, we expect to do some more live shows at tailgates too. So if you, if you are down, we'll plan ahead of time and get you on and, and we can, we can have some fun down there, have some, have some drinks and some, we'll show you some Nebraska hospitality. That's right. <laughs> Grow another right. inch. Yeah. Listen, I've been, I've been there once, so I'm sure, I'm sure it's, it's, it's going to be a good time. We're trying to make you I taller. Have, I've never so. been to a, I've never been to a Huskers game. So yeah, okay. that'll be my first. Awesome. All right, man. Well, hey, Dominic Harris, once again, thank you so much for coming on NBNR. We appreciate your time and uh, you know, go Temple, right? Go Nebraska, <laughs> right? <laughs> go, go, yeah, go Huskers, go Owls. Let's go. There All we right, go. Man. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate y'all. I took Dominic out of the chat. We want to thank thank Dominic Harris again for coming on the No Block No Rock podcast. Yeah, taking time out of his evening to so reminisce a little bit about. Uh, a lot of his friends, I mean, really, friends on the staff, uh, Coach Rule, yeah, Ed Foley, the fiery guy who's had a various roles at Temple. Run, so runs an enthusiast, yeah, yeah, apparently, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. yeah, he just comes across as, you know, Dominique. He, he talked about the, just like the integrity of the staff and how hardworking and energetic they are, and that's, I mean, that's echoing everything that we've heard. Oh yeah. You know, it it's been a point of criticism you know from a lot of Nebraska fans. I'm not going to say the majority, but some are like, oh, a lot of these guys are young and experienced. Kind of saw this a little bit with the other staff. So like admittedly, us sitting here, I think we are banking on the fact that Matt Rule has done this at the Power 5 level, the blueprint. He set the blueprint. It's been it's been consistent wherever he's gone in college. You know, Scott F. didn't really have that track record that Matt Rule does. So, like, yeah, it is kind of a leap of faith on our part. Right. Like, it's admittedly, right? And hope does spring eternal. So, we are hoping that with these energetic guys that he's brought in, they'll be able to relate to players. They're going to be in the film film room until, you know, 3 a.m. like Evan Cooper is. And they're not having to worry about... Like, um, gr- like I don't want to say grown up stuff because they're still grown ups. Obviously, they probably have kids and all that stuff. But you're hoping with the energy that they're going to be able to input into this program that it's going to pay dividends. Yeah, and what you know Dominique what I mean? has said is like, yeah, you know, they're real, they're high energy, they'll they'll work, they'll give their blood, sweat, and their tears, and that validates exactly what Trev Alberts oh, yeah. said from the very beginning is what he was looking for. Once a so, grinder. And a grinder that brings more grinders, I mean, come on now. That, that's exactly what you need. I'm, I'm telling you right now, I don't think Mark Whipple was a grinder. A guy that's going to, that's all he's worried about is football and everything else. I think the guy was worried about his AARP. Maybe like 50 years ago yeah, he was a grinder. absolutely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and so, I, yeah, I, I, I like what Dominique said. We didn't pay the guy to be on here. The guy literally came on. He could have said anything he wanted about Matt Rule. What would we pay him with? I right. Mean, exactly. <laughs> right? have shit. But I'm saying, like, the, the guy, it, he wasn't prepped beforehand or anything like that. He came on the spot, told us exactly about this staff, mm-hmm. his relationship with the staff, what he expects of the staff. And, and, we, and we wanted to know what the blueprint looked like. Yeah. And he gave that to you. Yeah, he gave it to you. Hey, we have breaking news. Do it. This is Nebraska breaking news. I don't know. Do we have like a button for that? I don't know. Maybe. Do. <laughs> Just imagine Walter Rouse, former, now former, now former tackle at 
The University of Stanford has now transferred to the University of Nebraska. Thank you guys for throwing that in the comments. Mm-hmm. You know, when we're doing this, I'm not really like on my phone looking at things like that. Right. Uh, I saw the crystal ball that he was uh, crystal balled here, but you know how that goes. So that's right. big time. Let's talk about it. Let's yeah, react. Because we got you know, a tackle that has played and started multiple games. Thank God. Wow. <laughs> like a a lot. Like this is 21 a guy, games. Yeah. This isn't a guy who just has like 20 snaps. And like like a Teddy Prohaska, you know, just a couple snaps, like talking thousands of snaps, right? Yes. And you know this is coming off of last night, right? Where Mazuka committed to Florida instead of Nebraska, where everybody kind of assumed that he was coming to Nebraska, right? And so he he has that tweet with him in a Florida uniform. To be real honest with you, when I saw that the top three came down and it was like us versus like Florida, and I don't know what the third team was, I was like, okay. Right. I have a I have a pretty good feeling I know what's about to happen. Hey, but I could tell well, you this right now. Mr. No. Rouse, his top three was Nebraska, Oklahoma, and Iowa. And mm. he chose Nebraska over Iowa and Oklahoma. So who their fuck Iowa. Their track record won. Hey, you guys remember when we beat Iowa? <laughs> <laughs> Just press them all. <laughs> yeah. Uh first off, yeah. So we beat Iowa for a guy who has a track record of developing offensive linemen. As does Oklahoma. And we haven't had an offensive lineman drafted in a while. Well, Nebraska's known for underachieving college linemen that get better as soon as they go on the NFL. It's like, why wasn't they good here? Right. What the hell? Exactly. But yeah, it's, um, it's, it was so, it was so needed. Like it's, you can't, you can't overstate how, how much need we have on that offensive line. Yeah. It's. It looks it looks good for Raiola. Okay, it looks good for him that like what if what if he had went 0 for 2 with these transfer targets in Mizuka and in Rouse? That would be a really bad look for him. So it looks good for him. Um What do we always say about linemen though? It's like in the ideal world as soon as when Matt Rule gets this thing rolling, you're hoping that he's going to bring his freshmen in and they develop over three years or whatever, right? right? Yeah. But right now, we this need- is a nice, quick fix. Yeah, immediate help. It's a Band-Aid. But it, but it kind of helps because we threw guys in like a Teddy Prochaska in the fire probably too early. I mean, he was yeah. starting games as a true freshman, 18 years old, peach fuzz on his face from freaking Elkhorn, Nebraska. Right. You have a guy starting at left tackle in what I call the power two, the Big Ten football conference, he is starting at left tackle, right? That should not happen. You need to, especially at the offensive line position, you have to take time to develop. You have to put on the adequate amount of weight and strength. And the guy looked tiny. I mean, for being a six foot nine guy or whatever, <laughs> he looks undersized at left tackle. And so this is going to be that band-aid that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But it also could help a guy like Brahaska. Sit in the wing, maybe be a, like a guy that rotates in. Maybe he moves over to right tackle. I don't know what's going to happen now, right? But it it definitely makes our offensive line with him and Ben Scott. Ben Scott, thank you, getting transferred in here at Nebraska. It re- it really shakes up this offensive line because we've had a lot of scrambling and issues on that position group. Mm-hmm. This is very nice. Yeah, yeah, and we talk about all the time like the negative effect of putting in a kid way too early, and like the people that we have on the show. 
the offensive linemen that we've talked to. They're always yeah. like, look, man, like there's no way I could have just jumped out there and just started as a true freshman. Like I needed to bulk up. I needed to get bigger. Or and, get smaller. Like or get smaller. Yeah. Like it, 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 yeah, there's just a lot of negative effects and we hear it all the time on the show with all of our guests and things like that that we talk to. Like you just can't, it, it, it can, it can hurt a kid's future when you do that. Yeah. And so, yeah, I had said a, a few thousand snaps at Stanford. It was 2,552 snaps, to that's, be exact. That's pretty good. Someone counted every snap that he played. One, two, three, four. Thank you for that. <laughs> right, because I ain't doing that shit. <laughs> um, so, like, if you, if you look at the O-line, over the course of the past, how many years are we talking? The, a long time. It's always just seemed like there's been zero depth at all. It's always been, like, these five guys... And no one else. Right. Like there's no depth at all. Mm-hmm. So you're hoping that with the addition of Ben Scott, plug him in with the addition of Walter Rouse, plug him in. The other guys kind of fall behind and you're building depth. And you can bring in those freshmen. These experienced guys play above them and develop. develop. D, the D word. Yes. You want to take Matt Rule's D? <laughs> Development. Which which team we talking here? Normally, I, I refer back to our. Oh, there he is. Take the, hey hey. <laughs> take this development balls deep. <laughs> You're gonna take this development. Yeah yeah. All right all right sorry. No, well, that that is a position group that <laughs> has obviously been a problem and a thorn in our side yes, for the the past multiple years we'll yeah. just say <laughs> it seems like every press conference are like yeah we're gonna move this guy here and we're gonna try this out and we're gonna try this out it's like you get a try oh, at yeah. center you get a try at left tackle you get everybody gets a try but it's always the same rotation of guys yes. it's, it's, it's the just, same it's the same combination of five guys they're just yeah. in different positions every week and then usually out of position yeah, yeah. <laughs> not good so great news for nebraska walter rouse welcome to nebraska hello speaking of the line go Marcus Satterfield yeah, what about met with him? the media last week did. and talked about how he wants to get in a huddle. Get in a huddle. Run the damn ball. He's on a crusade about the huddle. And he wants to utilize a position that oh, was God. off the roster and depth chart until now. He wants to utilize a position that we don't have anybody there for right now. Correct. <laughs> the right. fullback. The fullback. Bring it back. Bring it back. Bring back the fullback. Makovica right. is not walking through that door. Schlesinger is not walking through that door. <laughs> who do you got? So yeah, but Bur- Burlington is gone. Who? If you had to choose somebody on the roster moving Wait. forward, uh, is there mm. anybody that comes to your mind that's like that guy could be a Walter fullback? Rouse? No. no. Uh, <laughs> Um, I don't know. I honestly haven't really thought about it. Put it in the much. chat, guys. Anybody who's listening right now who's live, we are live on Facebook, Twitter. Who would be the fullback? Who would you choose on this roster right now as the fullback? Who? Put it in the comments. And, like, people have this thing in their head, right? Well, when I think of a fullback, I think of a guy in a neck roll who's six foot one and weighs 250 pounds, like Mike Allstott. Right. Motherfucker. The best right? freaking fullback of all time. Just banging heads, causing CTE to everybody, right? But how I'm going to like picture this is like more of a tight end going in that in that spot. Yeah. And just kind of. Exact, you said exactly what I was about to say. So I, I don't think Fedoni would be that. No. 
No, I think Savadoni's going to play more slot Ooh. receiver than fullback this year, I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't, you know, you would think like Brewington would be like a good candidate. Because, you know, for all of his blocking prowess, I don't know how he'd be between the tackles. But, you know, a tough guy, you know, he, he's going to lay his nose in there. Yeah. So it's too bad. And like he's you, gone, you could do, you could do like a, a play action and he could go out for a pass and it'd be a nice little wrinkle, I guess, in your offense. But, who but, he, would but be he's gone. Full? So yeah, he's gone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and the guy who just left. Yeah. That's who you're talking about. No, no, no. The other yeah. guy who left. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mr. Herschel walk on himself would have been a great fullback. Damn. He's built like a fullback. Okay, just yeah. imagine though. <laughs> hey, yeah. Get in that fullback, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, how would he feel about that? I he would know. take that as an insult. I don't think so. But that's okay. I don't think so because the guy wasn't playing anyway. So he's actually on the field if he plays fullback, right? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, that's a good answer. That's what uh, that's what uh, Swalen said. Yeah. 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 I uh, just forgot that he left. So I, that's why. Yeah. He left. Chance left. Vocalette, Kevin, he would have been a pretty good fullback, I think. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I don't know. But yeah, he's you know he's he's throwing these words out there, and it's like, how much of it is sincere? How much of it is just pandering to us slobbering? We, we're slobbering there, and he's it's like Pavlov's dog. You know, you ring the dinner bell, and the dog starts fucking slobbering. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's me with RTDB. You know, run the damn ball. Yeah, <laughs> I get. I turn caveman. Very yeah. simplistic, stupid motherfucker that I am. Isn't Football it? Football is bang, bang, boom. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it ironic that like we're starting to see, so Luke Fickle goes to Wisconsin and we're talking about Wisconsin's going to totally transform their offense. And then you start talking about USC and, and everybody coming into the Big Ten and like, oh, it's going to be this big like landscape shift in the Big Ten. It's not going to be just so much just run, 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 like just beat the hell out of the person across from you. And Wisconsin bringing in their people. Yeah, and now we're finally getting back to run the ball and beat the shit out of the person across from you. For many years, Iowa has done Nebraska better than Nebraska. Mm-hmm. It's time for us to do Nebraska again. But guys, I mean, this brings up a discussion that we have to keep having, and it doesn't help that TCU makes the playoff and makes the championship game, which they earned. They earned to be there. They they won the games they had to win besides that one fucking game. It makes that discussion so much more difficult. What are the expectations for Nebraska? Like, people say, oh, now you're just going to be Iowa. And like me, Jared Hall, at Redderface, at, on Twitter, I'm like, yeah, that's, like, that's what I want. I'm, I'm okay. Like, I am okay, guys. And maybe this is sacrilege. This is you know, throw me in hell or whatever. I am okay with the eight wins. Like, you know, Iowa, as shitty as their offense is, like they have a great defense, but eight wins. Hey, remember that time like, Nebraska beat Iowa? Yeah, I remember that. Impressive. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like, I am okay with that. I'm okay with eight dependable wins every year. Would I have said the same thing? If Bo Pelini was the head coach, no, I wouldn't have. No, 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 no. I'm not going to try to f- fuck with you right now. I would not say the same thing if Bo Pelini was the coach. Quite frankly, he set a relatively high standard for himself, winning nine a year. 
it's not the same Nebraska anymore. I recognize that. I'm okay with eight now. Yeah. I just am. And I mean, like, like you look at when we do these live streams, like we've got Matt Hansen in the comments right now that says, I just want Nebraska to be bowl eligible. And I honestly think that if you were to do a poll, that's kind of the sentiment that you would get out of the population, the majority of Nebraska fans. At this point, right now, in 2023. At this point, in 2023, yes, the majority just wants to go to a goddamn bowl game. Mm -hmm. But when you're a blue blood program, yes, I think you have to limit your expectations right now because the bar is so low. Yes. The lowest it's ever been. But when you're in Nebraska, you're a blue blood program. Eventually, you have to be better than Iowa. You well, have to be better than Wisconsin. Yes, because we want a bowl game. But as soon as you get that taste of a bowl game, you're going to want more. Yeah, right. Exactly. It's like it's like a what do they call it? Entry drug, marijuana, whatever. Smoke the marijuana. I want crack now. <laughs> oh, a gateway, <laughs> gateway, gateway. Thank you. Yeah. A gateway bowl game. The gateway bowl. That's the what gateway, we want. The gateway charm and ultra soft bowl. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You're right. I mean, you're right. And if you consider yourself a blue blood program, um. You know, I, I guess I still do. Which, which honestly, if, <laughs> if you are thinking that way, right now, I'd be happy with a bowl, a bowl game. And then moving forward, I want more. That's yeah. what you would expect if you've got somebody at the helm and it's developing and he's building and he's getting better and the team is getting better and your ranking and the recruiting is getting better. Like, that's what you would expect. You would mm-hmm. expect, okay, oh, yeah. you had success the first year on all accounts, a bowl game. And then moving forward... We want more because yeah. you should be able to develop further. He he expects that too, though. You got to remember, he's a grinder. He's a he's a competitive guy. He just had a sour taste in his mouth when he was with the freaking poverty Panthers. Poverty. He didn't. He could have sat at home and took a paycheck. The guy is a grinder. He's competitive, just like everybody sitting at this table. If I lose and fucking tic tac toe, I want to want to play again. He lost in the NFL. He wants to play again. He's going to do it again. Mm-hmm. A bowl game, sure, he's going to find that. Honestly, he would probably find that as, if he went 6-6, six and six, he would say that's disappointing. Look, right? but, but looking at his track record, he'd say, well, hey, that's probably the best first year that I've had. Yeah, well, he'd have something to say about it. Right, right. But <laughs> if you were to ask a guy as, as competitive as Matt Rule, and it sounds like the rest of this staff, um, mm-hmm. according to Dominique, Six and six is okay. No, no, like they're they have higher aspirations. I think, I think this team they need somewhere to build off of though. So if you can make a bowl game in year one, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, um, absolutely. I'm just trying to think of what else Satterfield. Okay, so the huddle, the huddle, right? is the huddle, the huddle, the huddle. He he had mentioned, how do you expect your quarterback to be a leader when all he's doing is this? <laughs> I remember those so well. Yeah, just clapping. Right? So, I mean, he makes a point like, listen, we just got done talking about how the NFL and college football are not the same thing. But, like, you watch every NFL game, like, teams are not going, no, let's let's get in a huddle. Like, everybody gets around the quarterback. And, like, they're looking at the quarterback and a play's being called. And, like, what did we see with Scott Fuck? It was like before, when he came in, it was Oregon fast. Let's go. It didn't really end up being that way anyway. But, right. But it, it, huddles are not a bad thing. <laughs> so you're not playing hurry up. It didn't work anyway under Scott Fuck. So like when, when a quarterback like, dare I say his name, 
Do we say his name? Say it. <gasps> Dylan. 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 Dylan and Dylan. Let's say, let's just say he commits. Let's say, I know Georgia, whatever. Shut up. Crystal ball. Crystal ball. Wilt Fong. Wilt Fong bomb. Yep. But let's say a guy of his caliber comes to Nebraska. Oh, the team is looking to me. Hmm. I like that. I got a big ego. I'm the best quarterback in the damn land. These guys are dependent on me. I got the team on my back. Maybe he likes that. Yeah. And with him just doing this the whole time, he won't be able to show that skill set of leadership like you would if you were in a damn huddle. So yeah. you, are you saying that Tommy Armstrong wasn't a leader? No, I'm just kidding. Like, they didn't run the fast, fast, fast stuff. Like, right. That was all the cue cards shit was all under Scott Beep. <laughs> no, no. no. What fuck are you cheering? <laughs> Scott! <laughs> ah! <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 like, my personal thoughts on it are just like, I don't know. How, how has it worked out for you, like we're talking about, under Scott and running this fast-paced offense, mm-hmm. okay, you, you can run out there as fast as you want, but if it's not working, you're just getting quicker to the end result of it not working. <laughs> Every drive, right? And so slowing it down, we talk about this. Jared, you talked about this all year, the time of possession. The games that we won the time of possession, we won. Every, every Big Ten conference game where you had the ball longer than the other team, yep. time of possession, yep. you won the game. Yeah. So, so I'm looking at it like, look, get in the huddle, take it slow, get up there, and just run your offense. If it doesn't work, at least you're taking time. At least right. you're giving your defense a chance to go, <gasps> right. instead of, <gasps> oh, shit. Yeah, I guess we're punting. Yeah, <laughs> I guess I'm going back out there. Shit. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. I didn't. And I was, you know how Satterfield's on the crusade about the huddle. I'm on the crusade about time of possession, but you're the one who fucking said it, Kyle. Steal him out thunder. Yep. Damn. Hey, got he got out Jareded Jared. So good yep. job. Respect. Look at that. Maybe next year when we do our, our game predictions and stuff, <laughs> Kyle might be in the same, <laughs> but, the same planet as us. <laughs> I have exercised the demons. <laughs> oh my god, that is fun. That's funny. That's so fucking funny. Um, you know, all this to say, Satterfield. Maybe he's throwing out the the buzzwords to get us all hot and bothered and hard underneath the table, and you know, a little wet. <laughs> really getting graphic. Nips a little. <laughs> Nibs can cut through a fucking I don't even know. Jesus. I'm just saying. Anyway, sorry. Guys. It's, a, it's a family friendly show. <laughs> like it. Um, so another guy talked. Another guy's uh, I think his name's Tony White or something. Three three five. Defensive coordinator. You know, yeah, nothing that came out that was like a nip a hard nip worthy, you know, just kind of three three five talk adjusting talent that you have to the defense and not being so strict with labels necessarily. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything that came out of there that you guys were like, oh, I like that. Oh, oh shit. Hey. Hey, Tony. Thank, th- thanks for doing this. Uh, <laughs> did, did, you, uh, did, you, did you decide uh, when you are going to give them the black shirts? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you knew it was coming. <laughs> Tony White, the only correct answer is, what black shirts? <laughs> 
He had a Black solid. Shirt? He had a he had a solid response. He had response. a good answer. Yeah. No, that was just like yeah, yeah. the question. I thought that was gonna be the first question. I said, hey, have you decided when you're gonna give him the black shirts? Jesus, dude. He hasn't well, even no, 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 His no, family's not no, even here yet. Hold on a second. You're you're misrepresenting. I think I think I don't even think it was a question necessarily. It was just kind of like, what do you know about <laughs> the black shirts? Not when you're gonna hand them out. Because like that is that's like black sheep type shit type shit. You don't ask that question because it's... You look like a fucking idiot when you ask that question. Well... You only ask it if you're trying to be a dick. And I, that wasn't the question that was asked. It was, <laughs> what do you know? And, you know, he talked about, you know, tradition and history. You gotta and, respect... And, and he has to learn it. He has to learn it because he knows nothing about it, which is awesome. Burn All the, it. This entire staff has to embrace the traditions with starting their own. Burn the black shirts. No, don't burn the black shirts. Burn them! It's still a badass tradition. <laughs> I, I think full of a bunch of pussies. It is. Yeah. It's just <laughs> you just ha- it has. There's no substance. Anyway, I know you're gonna say that. I just I so the, I think like the only thing that really like stood out to me when Tony was talking, um, he was just like, yeah, he's like, you know, everybody's talking about the three three five, and everybody wanted to know about the scheme and everything. And he's like, dude, he's like, look, I just have to look to see what we have, and then just build a defense around that. Exactly. It's it's pretty it's pretty simple. Like, Keep it simple, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to look at this through like a skeptical light. I'm trying, cause I've, I have been positive, right? I was too even, positive. Even with the new hires that, you know, 24 year old motherfucker. Right. You know, Garrett McGuire, I'm sure he's, I'm sure he's great. We'll see. You know, it's like, I'm trying to see the positive to everything, but you know, you look at the three, three, five and how the whole identity thing is what's. I'm on a crusade about time of possession and identity. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's like, well, if you're going to keep changing things, it's like, okay, where's the consistency? What, what do we hang our hat on? That sort of thing has me a little bit wary. Yeah. If like I, if I had to find something. Yeah. You know? Like, like if you, if you have to, if you have to build this defense around the personnel that you have one year, you might be teaching this. And then the next year you're teaching that. And yeah. that's the only I thing. I could see. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I just think, defense is simple enough. Like he, he's going to have everything in the playbook. He even talked about, he's like, I'll, I'll have five defense linemen and one linebacker. I don't care. He's like, whatever's going to work for me in this situation, they're going to be prepared for everything. They're going to know how to run multiple personnel. That is what he, he's not running a three, three, five. He's running multiple personnel. He's going to run the three, four. He's going to run the four, three. He's going to run the four, two, five. He's going to run the five, two. It, you're not, it's, it's not changing philosophies. It's going to be what you're going to do, doing more of based on your personnel. So I, I'm not worried about that at all. And the way he described it too, he's like, there is a base yes. that we teach and then it just little variants here and there. Exactly. So I, I think keeping it as basic as possible. And then if you want to throw in little wrinkles and things like that, and just little different things that you can teach. Great. Mm-hmm. But you better be damn sure that they understand the basic. You better be damn sure. Gap integrity. That's the basic of defense in general. Do your job. Do, do your, job. your job. Don't do your other, the other guy's job. Just do yours. Yep. Yeah. You know, know your assignment. Keep it simple. Do you do see the strain? Do. I mean, come on. <laughs> Hopefully there will be not as much strain underneath Tony White. No strain at all. Perfect play, please. Um, Like, I, I kind of did want to touch on um the wide receiver transfer that they just got. Sure. Billy Kemp. Billy from, Kemp. from Virginia. Like... He had a he had a few years there. 
where I think he was wide receiver one there. Like he got a shit ton of targets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then he got injured. Um, you he comes here and he, what would he be? I mean, you have Marcus Washington. You have, um, from Alante. everything I've heard, he's oh, Alante, Thank you, Alante, yeah, Brown. Alante Brown. He, from what I've heard, he's like a he's more of like a slot receiver. Yeah, right. Because he's because he's five foot nine. Right. Yeah. Like he shades of Wandale. It's like, do you is he your wide receiver one? I mean, no. And and I and I love Marcus Washington. Like he's we, wide receiver we, one. We banged the drum for him all year. Yeah. Like he fucking blocked really well. He made catch. Like I can't recall him dropping a single ball. Right. And maybe he would have dropped more if he had been targeted more. But like that's your wide receiver one is Marcus Washington. And I, we love him here at No Block No Rock. But I wish there was a guy there that was a little more proven if he's going to be your wide receiver one. Now with Kemp, ideally I would want him to be six foot Four and you know two hundred pounds. Maurice Purify, what's up, bro? Yeah, but that's just not what you're getting from him. No, you're, you're getting a five I, foot nine guy. Looking that's at okay. looking at Billy Kemp, I think like you're looking at like a Jordan Wester Camp, somebody that's just just consistently just like there and is going to catch the ball when he needs to. It's somebody that you can like count on on third and six, like somebody that you can target or somebody that you can look for to catch the ball consistently when you absolutely need it. Yeah. Uh, you're not replacing Trey Palmer with, with Mr. Kemp. No. no, no. What you're doing is you're giving yourself, like Kyle just said, a safety blanket, a guy that you can rely on a guy that if it's third and 12, he's going to get to the sticks. He's not going to get four yards in front of the sticks and sit. He's going <laughs> to get to the sticks because he has experience. He's going to catch the ball and get the first down. He's going to get down. He's not going to go take the hard hits, all that stuff. I would imagine him in the slot, a lot of experience. You can do a lot of fun stuff with with two good slot guys like Alante right. and himself, both, you know, fast. End around shit. Yeah. And, I, I'm, and I'm not you saying. You need weapons. Yeah, and I'm not saying that you need to trade Palmer because as, as good as he, as he was last year, when you look at the numbers, he was good. But it was, like we said, a roller coaster kind of year. Yes. Huge, great game. 500 yards receiving, 10 touchdowns in a game. And then the next, it's like negative three catches for negative three yards. Negative like, five touchdowns. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So and and your offense was bomb it to him. Hopefully he's down there. Woo, that's our offense. It, it resulted in a four-win season. Still beat Iowa. Woo. But I'm not, I'm not saying you need to trade Palmer, but maybe Billy Kemp, he'll, he'll be – Serviceable. He'll be. He'll fit dependable. the identity of this team. I. The. There's not going to be a, a me 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 guy like I think Trey kind of was. Right. If the offense isn't working through Trey, the offense isn't going to work at all. Yeah. I think that a, a guy like Kemp is going to go out there. He's going to bring experience to that that room, and he's going to make plays when called upon. It's, and that that's it. Yeah. That's like the and that's like the perfect thing to talk about too. Is like you guys just said it. Trey Palmer was the offense. If Trey Palmer wasn't going, the exactly. offense wasn't going. Mm-hmm. And what did we say about Wandale Robinson? If Wandale wasn't going, that offense wasn't going. There are a million examples just like that where you have this super talented kid and that's like the only thing that you focus on. It handicaps you. Mm-hmm. What I think what's been missing is you don't have a running game. You don't have two different receivers that you can count on. You don't have a bunch of different opportunities on offense. You just have like one thing working and one thing only. Yeah. And it handicaps you. So 
I think, yeah, I think that if Matt Rule can figure that part out, I think the offense can be good. Run the ball, huh. and it'll open up the pass game. Yeah. That's what Satterfield said. Yeah. And, you know, we're also forgetting Joshua Fleeks came over from Baylor. Yeah. He's he's, he's also going to be a slot running back type guy, too. So, right. Tom, Tommy Hill. Mm. Eh, we'll see. Yeah. Hey, he's yeah, still we'll on see. the still on the roster, so we'll see. He listen, and that's that's something. Well, that is something. Yeah, he did. I mean, he got <laughs> benched for a freshman, right? And he could have just packed up, pouted, walked away. Mm. They found different ways to get him involved, and if the guy can develop and become a receiver under our twenty four year old wide receiver coach, it's gonna be pretty cool. Well, look, he still <laughs> pout. He still pouted. Yes, when the return man said, "No, don't take it out. Don't take it out. Stop it. Stop. Yeah. Don't move. No." Take a knee. Don't take I, it. I hope we start taking Ed Foley. You want to satisfy me? Ed Foley. Let them return the ball. <laughs> Jeez. Return a punt. Return a punt. Return a <laughs> kick. There's a reason they're back there. Oh, shit. That's great. Oh, no, they're there to just to stand there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. We have anything else? What do we got? Well, Nebraska ball. We, we get- okay, so January 7th, my birthday, they go to Minnesota. And they win. Happy birthday. Yay. (laughs) Minnesota is not a good team by any means, but hey, Nebraska pulled a win out in OT on the road. Woo. You know, uh, Derek Walker, man, again, uh, Juwan Gary had a great game. Timely tips. Uh, Sam Greasel makes some timely free throws, which is not the norm for Nebraska basketball. No. They suck at fucking free throws. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Woo. Woof. And so, and let me just say this. They are nearly dead last. All levels of college basketball. <laughs> not not power five, not power seven, not fucking NIA. NIA. Like they're, NIL. <laughs> they're like 353rd out of 352 teams <laughs> in free throw percentage. It's so just bad. Say, just say. What, no fundamentals. But, but. In versus Minnesota, they went 16 for 21. Eh, things are looking up, or it's an anomaly because they fucking come back, and we have hope. It's like, maybe they'll go on a little heater. They have a home game. They're playing a... Go. <laughs> the entire game. Just uh, Just so... Like, you come on with hope, but it's just... Whistle, 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 air ball, whistle, 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 whistle. <laughs> and it, you can't get in a groove, so the crowd never really got in it, and it's just ugly. And look, we could blame the refs. 24 foul calls in 20 minutes. Fuck. Come on now. It's a lot. Um, They were on pace like to the scoreboard. It caps out at 10, I found out. <laughs> yeah. Because the scoreboard just said each team had 10, and I was like... That's not right. That's not right. So I kept watching it, so I had to keep track by myself because I couldn't use technology. Yeah, 24 fouls in 20 minutes in the first half. No team can be successful doing that. They weren't letting them play at all. And it sucked because you saw Derek Walker gets in foul trouble and he doesn't play for like the majority of the first half. And it's just, you have nothing. And like Greasel, like... He plays his heart out. You know, he's on the floor every fucking possession. Yeah. You know, maybe it's some flopping here and there, but it's like, uh, 
No off. If you don't have Derek Walker, that offense is just. And who would have thought? Like Derek Walker, we'd be sitting here saying, Derek Walker, you need Derek Walker for offense. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. You see Blaze Kata out there, and it's like, oh. dude is not ready for that level of ball. I'm sorry, Blaze. Like, it's just so apparent. A couple shot, shots blocked. Dude looks like a gazelle a little bit, like just Bambi. on ice. Woo! Him and Bradenbach both look like Bambi. <sighs> hey. And Bradenbach actually put up some points. And I am like the biggest yeah, Bradenbach basher. Aww. I mean, I feel bad, you know, but he, he, means guy, well. he means well. The guy was like living in a fairy tale for a while. He couldn't miss. Oh. And then he woke up. Yeah. Look, uh, <sighs> Wilcher. Wilcher. Yeah. Fuck. Like, he's supposed to be a good shooter. He's supposed to put the <laughs> that orange thing. He's, he was supposed to be the guy who can put it in the, the thing with the net around it. You know, I think they call it the fucking hoop. <laughs> like, and there are a few plays that he made in the second half where it's like, oh, shit, maybe he's going on a little run here, Steven. C.J. Wilcher, it's like, okay, maybe, no, no. Um, Breidenbach. They're down by fucking like 20 points. They go on a little run behind Breidenbach, throwing some shit up, and they went they in. They went in. <laughs> hey, more power to you. I mean, I like it when you do that. But so they, they, they reduced the lead from 20 to 10, and then it just kind of reverted back to the scoreless drought that we've just seen over and over. But with the identity of this team, what did we expect? Because the identity of this team is supposed to be defense and their offense still isn't like even before it wasn't fucking good, but it's really not good now. Yeah, it's not good. You don't have a Bryce or a Trey on this team and you use the word I was just about to use identity, right? Offensive identity. I was sitting in the stands during the game and Mr. John Grady was like, it's like, what is this? Do they run any sort of plays? He's like, you watch Illinois, they're running plays. But Nebraska looks like they're just screening, iso ball. Right? Yeah. I'm like, to answer your question, John, the answer is, I don't know. <laughs> well, they don't. They don't have. They don't have scorers, and it's like, yeah, I can't. I can't be a hypocrite and say I love their style of play before when it was working because they're hard nosed, tough. Fucking Juwan Gary gets fucking injured, and as soon as he got injured, I'm like, there's definitely no chance. Yeah. And that, I don't anticipate he's going to be back for Purdue this Friday. I mean, his shoulder, it's been fucked up, and he fucked it up again. I just don't think he's going to come back soon. So, it's we'll like see. we had so much hope for this team, right? It was, it was build the statue, the Fred statue outside PBA. Hey, Maybe hey, it was a little... Creighton in Iowa. Hey, woo. <laughs> Maybe it was a little hyperbolic. We were exaggerating a little bit, admittedly, but it's like... We see something in this team. And now with Juwan Gary being out, and I think it's going to be for a while, they're hitting a tough stretch in their schedule, and it's like, fuck, is Hoiberg's seat hot again? Like, we I thought it cooled off a so. little bit, but now it's like, what if they what if they lose, you know? Seven in a row. Because right, right now they're 9-8. and eight. Not great. Fuck. But it's just, what if they... They're only one game above 500. So if they don't do well, they're going to be under 500 
And it's just going to be the same talk again about Hoiberg not being the right guy for the job. Yeah. Like the week leading up to Illinois, there were like actual talks of like, well, you know, you win a couple here, you might make it to the, uh, the postseason. Yeah. At least yeah. the NIT. Hey. Yeah. And I mean, that would be good. Like, yeah, I would be happy with that. Yes. Uh, but, uh, just, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. And someone brings up Tominaga, like you don't know what you're going to get from him. Cause sometimes he, he has like a bright and Bach kind of moment where he's throwing shit up and it goes in and oh. he's running down the court and he's doing the Peter Pan shit. <laughs> he's doing the Garrett Nelson special. I mean, doing that. dude, he doesn't. And you know, he had an okay game last night. He was making layups and stuff. Yeah. I mean, Kase is not the problem. No, no, no. Kase no. comes off the bench. No. He lights a spark sometimes and sometimes you don't. You don't expect right. anything from your bench players. Right. Right. He's not in the starting five. Right. The guy comes off the bench and sometimes he puts up 20 points. Just and draining insane threes yes. and stuff like. Yeah. So right. if Kase is going to have a night, he's going to have a night. But geez, your, your, your game shouldn't ride or die. on. No, it's Kase. not ever going to. That's that's not what the, the theme of the game is going to be is to ride or die off Kase. Right. So You're I right. don't know. We'll see. We got Purdue at Purdue. It's probably not going to be, especially with us, probably should have, you know, maybe beat them last time. Going on the road to them without Dewan Gary, that's going to be a problem. God. And then you got Ohio State coming to Lincoln. Maybe. Yeah. maybe if we get Dewan Gary back for that game, I think that could be a game that I hope so. fans could get up for. I just I just anticipate his injury being more serious than people think. I, I don't know. Shoulder, re-aggra- shoulders reaggravate it. He doesn't shoot well anyways. It's not like I don't we know. just need him to play defense. We don't. Yeah. He doesn't shoot. That's fair. And he's got to go for boards, man. That's how he got injured. Was going up for a fucking board, and his yeah. arm goes. I don't know. I just, he's my favorite player on the team. So, yeah. Hopefully he comes back. Got anything else? No. No. I think we talked enough. Anything else, guys? Any fucking comments? Hey, you guys remember uh, when Georgia scored again and again? God, 65 to 7. What a shit show. Yeah. I mean, I I wanted to talk about that game a little bit. You know, we didn't record on Monday. We just wanted to enjoy enjoy watching some football. What do you want to say? But it wasn't good. No, there's nothing to talk about. It was terrible. <laughs> like, literally embarrassing. It was terrible. You knew Georgia was going to be ready to play that game. I didn't ever envision TCU winning, but I didn't expect them to right. not show up at all. It's, um, you know, it's a talk because people are like, oh, TCU, they shouldn't have made it. They don't deserve it. And it's like, shut up. Yes, they did. It's like. They beat Michigan. Like, they did what they had to do to make it. And you hear that pregame speech that Kirby Smart gives. You got these <laughs> Georgia players coming out after the game saying, oh, you thought we were going to go 6-6 six and six and 5-7. and seven. That's so dumb. And I'm like, and I made a little TikTok, go follow it. I'm like, Kirby Smart, you might as well call him supreme leader because he's running a fucking dictatorship in Georgia <laughs> right now. What does a dictatorship do? They close off all outside media and they only run state-sponsored media. And so you have Kirby Smart closing out outside media. All the, hey, top three preseason pick. That's Georgia. That's what everybody was fucking saying. But nope, Kirby Smart closes that off. And he tells his team, you're shit. They think you're fucking, they think you're Nebraska. (laughs) (laughs) They think you suck. And like, they don't know any better because this is a dictatorship. And they believe They're not going to question their supreme leader. They're not questioning Kim Jong-un. Right? And they supreme leaders on the talking painting. <laughs> I was waiting for you to do that. <laughs> like, it's impressive. Like, it obviously worked because they came out and they fucking romped. Yeah. 
in that pregame speech, I, I, I don't know if he said fuck their ass or kick their ass, but either way, they did something to TCU's ass, and it made it look like these. <laughs> Have you guys seen that video? It's like that grown man playing against a bunch of children. It's like it's like him versus like four kids in helmets and pads, and he's just like chucking them across the Jesus. yard and running through it. Like, that's exactly what it looked like. It was bad. Sad. It was bad. I think they scored again while we were just talking about yeah. it, so... Guys, I don't know. I think we talked plenty. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, go follow us on Twitter at NBNR Podcast. We're on Facebook. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Amazon, YouTube, everywhere. TikTok. We're on there. I try to make funny videos from time to time. Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Um, I don't know. NBNRPodcast.com. We have merch. I do we have merch? We gotta we gotta rework right. the merch. We gotta rework. We're the working merch. on it, guys. We're working on it. It's a new year. Yeah, twenty twenty three is our year. Yeah. Um, Super Bowl favorites. Who you got? Ooh, that's good. Why you just throw Sorry. me under the bus like that? You know what? I'm gonna be. I'm gonna take a homer pick here. Mm. I love my guy, Trevor Lawrence. The Jags. The Jags are hot. This fucking guy. They're gonna make a run. I don't know if they're gonna win the Super Bowl or make the Super Bowl, but I think they're gonna they're gonna make a little okay, run. Okay. I don't know. I don't you know. You got Jared. Who's gonna win the Super Bowl? Well, the team I root for is in it. The Ravens. They aren't gonna do shit. Is Lamar Whoa! gonna play? No, I think they have their th- their third Lamar Jackson in. <laughs> <laughs> their third string Lamar in. <laughs> Who's not as good as the first string Lamar? I should say. I don't know, man. Do I want to say the Bungles? Do I want to? That'd be cool. You know, you got Burrow. You got. Hey, did you know he also went to Nebraska? Yeah, fuck. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Bangles, there's some, there's bangles. Some about the I'll take the Bangles. Yeah, sure. Yep. Fuck it. Even though I wouldn't like it. Kyle, do you have anybody in mind, or you know, what do you think? I'm talking Niners versus the Eagles. Yeah, that's well, fair. Niners versus Eagles in the NFC Championship. So, old Brocky, Brock yeah. coming through. Little little. Purdy magic. Purdy magic. magic. Purdy boy. Purdy lip boy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, let's let's fucking get out of here, guys. All right. I'm one of your hosts, Jared Hall. Mike Delaware. And Kyle Byers. As always, beat Colorado in 100 and something days. How, how about we beat Minnesota? Why do you keep saying Colorado? Fuck Colorado. Beat Minnesota. Yeah, you're That's right. That's our first game on a Thursday. Fuck Prime. <laughs> <laughs> there you I'm go. I'm a hater. All right. And PJ Fleck, too. Fuck yeah. And GBR. We have a saying, no block, no rock. You know, we just really love Utter. He's a junkyard dog. And Kenny Bell ran up to me. He's like, you know what you just, what you just did? <laughs> you get mad. You went to go get in the portal and go to another podcast? You know, usually dumbbells are in pairs. They had five dumbbells. Hey, <laughs> gone it, Muhammad. GBR. A Heard at Sports Network production.